0: Welcome back, everybody. This is My Life on Wax with your host, Mr. Ted, right here on Forward Radio. Now today we have a brand new guest, Mr. Brad Harrison from Urban Max Magazine. Everybody, give it up for Brad. Go and say what's up, there, everybody. From
1: what's
2: going on, my man? What's going on, Ted?
0: Man, you know I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good out here. It's a beautiful day. I'm in, I'm in here with some good people. You know, it's Father's Day and. Hey man, it's a, it's a good one man It's a good one So, so we, got, we got Brad, he's our, our local legend for today You know as we always say that legend Is not just a title, it's a challenge Especially on this show So he brought us a playlist of five songs He brought five songs for us y'all And I'm gonna tell you I've seen a lot of playlists I've seen a lot of playlists And I've been impressed by a, a bunch of them But this one this one I will say, so far, it, it, it's it's extremely impressive. Let me say it that way. Extremely impressive. <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna get into this playlist in just a hot second. But I want, want Brad gonna give the chance to talk a little bit about who he is and what he does so we can get to know him just a little bit more.
2: Brad. Alright, my name is uh, Brad Harrison. Mm-hmm. I run an uh, online magazine called Urban Max magazine. And the the format of the magazine is to highlight positivity within the urban community primarily the African- American community so basically what I do is I get out here in these neighborhoods I, I find people that I, I try to find people that come from at-risk communities and I find people that uh, use positivity to take their way out whether it's entrepreneurship or whether it's just doing something positive in your community and I write articles about them and the purpose of that is to uh, to inspire the youth or inspire anyone that uh, you don't have to be a product of your environment so that's what we do. And
0: that's what I'm talking about. And this and this brother is out in the streets writing. He's out in the streets taking pictures. He's uh, filming. He's just doing a lot. He's really out here documenting what's happening positively in the city of Louisville, man. And I just want to say congrats to you. Now, now, I didn't know who Brad Harrison was uh, less than a year ago. And I don't know anybody at this point who don't know who this brother is. You know, he, he he wrote this article and I don't know if it was the first one that went crazy viral, but it's the first one I saw. He wrote an article about uh Brother Darnell Ferguson, Super Chef, who who was on the show a while back. And uh it went
2: yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it went everywhere. And that that was that's one of the articles I'm proud of because it actually uh got him appearance on on a couple TV shows. Yeah. And, uh Gave him some spotlight. But yeah, that was the first article. Was that the first? Yeah, that was the first. No, that was the second article that went viral. Wow. The first one was about uh, Judge Stevens. Oh, that went viral first oh okay about Olu Steven. About Olu Steven, yeah, okay. and then the, uh then the super Chef's article went viral as well, so
0: now now that's what I'm talking about y'all this guy is definitely a local legend out here documenting what's happening in the city, talking about the positive stories that are happening in Louisville, and making sure that people all over the country all over the world can see it and hear about it so we're gonna we're gonna jump into your playlist, man, we're gonna start with uh, a young man who who I I definitely I definitely enjoy listening to one of my favorite rappers that uh, I think I think you should get the most respect, some of the most respect out here. You actually kinda of favor a little bit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you must be talking about face. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about of course it's about talking about <laughs> and, and you know his name is Brad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
0: I so I I'm right right here. We got Scarface. Now I feel you. I and so we're going to listen to that real quick and we'll talk to Brad to see about why he added this to his playlist. All right, y'all.
1: To a brother and all I got to say is thank God for my mother cause without my mommy dear my life would have been a joke either locked up laying dead or still slanging dope but no nope, the lord he had a plan for me and with his help my mother made a man of me didn't blindfold me to the world we was living in taught me how to save my little dividends so when I graduated I'd have a little school money but in the 6th grade I wanted to be the school dummy Flunked out of school with the flagpole And left my mother dear at home with a sad soul Because my mother worked the fingers to the bone Cause we was alone And me, I brought an F home My real pops, he broke out with the stout So I respect my stepdad For raising another nigga's child So now we living comfortable Taught me the game And how to be responsible But back then I couldn't see it I wanted to be a grown man at 14, so the kids leaving And ended up in a big fight And told me not to come home Until I got my shit right So now I'm living at my grandma's home My grandma's strong, she's got nine kids of her own And keeping me ain't no big deal But now that I'm much older, I see just how the shit feels Being kind hearted, not wanting to tell me no Even though my grandfather just had a stroke now the money's low and pretty soon a brother's gonna have to go i'll either try to find a job so i can help out i'm in the ghetto i got to get myself out and when i get out i gotta try to pave the way so my family can have a better place to stay i'm losing all hope a brother's falling short i can't cope so now i'm slanging dope and now my granny knows i'm doing wrong she just praying for me, heavily, take care of a grandson, and the Lord must have heard up prayer, cause he made me get a grip and got me on a the of there. I heard my mother say them streets is gonna kill you. You couldn't have told me nothing back then, but now I feel you.
0: Now I feel you. So that's Scarface, now I feel you. And I'm and I'm I'm here with Brad Harrison from Urban Max. He is our local legend right here on My Life on Wax. Now, Brad, uh, tell, now tell me why, other than y'all having the same name and probably
2: been distant cousins, uh,
0: tell me why we listening to this song on, on, on your playlist.
2: Uh, Hip hop has kind of been the story of my life. So when I when I listen to music, I try to listen to music that I that I identify with. Mm-hmm. Scarface back in the late 80s, early 90s, he was one of those artists, and uh, I appreciate lyricists, but at the time, he was speaking on situations that were almost mirroring my life. Okay. So I started, well, I started listening to Face because of the name originally, and then uh, I started listening to the music and the lyrics, and this particular song here, it was just a situation I was going through at the time, and it always stuck with me.
0: Man. Man, so how did, how did uh, this as a, as a Input to your hip hop, I guess, education. How did that impact you as a young as a young person?
2: As a young person, it let me know first off that I wasn't the only person going through the struggles that I was going through. That was the first thing. And then uh, the second thing was that. Uh, his story wasn't. His story wasn't uh, glorifying okay. a certain lifestyle. Yeah. It was telling a story of a lifestyle, and then it gave a solution and a, and a growth process. Right. So I saw growth, mm. and I liked that about Face. And then another thing that uh, people don't understand, or people don't give Face the credit, he tra- he made the phrase. You feel me? He, nobody credits face with that. When this song came out, people started saying, yeah, you feel me, I feel you. He was you the first what? person to bring that up.
0: Wow, I, you know, I didn't think about that. Uh, I just... I guess I guess he
2: did. He brought it? Yeah. Man. You know, Southern artists and, and Midwest artists, we don't really get the credit for some yeah. of
0: the things. That's, and... so yeah. That's so true. That's so true. That's so true. Southern artists, Midwest artists, don't get the same kind of credit for the stuff they, that they did. Why do you think
2: that is, man? I think, I think people typically think New York is the, is the father of lyricism. Right. Well, I so, mean, but... so if it's not somebody from New York, they don't. They they look at everything else as party tracks, so they don't even take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Scarface, Andre, Three Thousand. We have a lot of cats that uh, are very lyrical. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I did. I dig that. I dig that. So, so we so we're talking about Scarface, and you said you said that that this song specifically reached a, a big specific big situation big. you were kind of dealing with, and right? So much and it gave so you solution. the solution. It, 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 it talked about a problem and gave a solution. Now, how does that kind of thing factor into your life now? Into like the idea of there's a problem, there's a solution. Do you think? Do, do you, I think I think that your
2: magazine is probably part. Part of some of that, that solution, was tough, but you tell me what you think. Uh, yeah, it, it probably led to problem-solving skills, but, but more so into vision. Mm, okay. I, 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 I always consider myself an artist of some sort. Mm. It's just my art form is, back then it was a pen, but now it's, you know, with the keyboards. Yeah. But uh, face was an artist to me, mm. so his his, his words right. they were poetry, and his in this song in this particular song his situation was he lived in a rough neighborhood he found his way into the streets and inside there's a good guy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but. He wasn't able to make the the leap mm-hmm. to, to doing positivity, right. and it just shows his struggles and the, the parents in his life and his grandparents in his life that kind of molded him to being the person he is now. And that was kind of similar with my struggle.
0: Yeah. So so face actually, I was watching uh some two months ago. He, he wrote a book. Yeah. Did you did you check out that book? I've, or I've the, I haven't seen
2: the. I have the book yet.
0: He, he wrote a book. He got he got new music. Like, he's really doing some stuff right now man and introduce himself to a whole a whole new demographical folk which I think is important like I think I think all the artists that were out in those, like in the mid to late 90s or mid to early 90s 80s I think they should continue coming with new with new stuff because their, their stories don't necessarily get old especially since we're dealing with some of the same stuff. That they were dealing with at that time, yeah,
2: exactly. And in this, in this particular song, it deals with uh, the drug epidemic. It deals, it deals with the gang situation. It deals with uh, single parent homes, and it deals with police brutality.
0: And what's and what's different now? Nothing. None of that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, so, so that's Scarface man, one of the greatest lyricists out there. And uh, and and if you put this, if you put him on your top five rappers of all time. You will not be ridiculed by anybody Folks are going going to say Oh, okay, okay, so that's just a hint But folks that may not know Make sure you put them on your top five Now, right behind Scarface And and Scarface is dope We have another amazing lyricist
2: What you got up next? <laughs> and I mean, this is in no particular order it's now, it's but it's your, it's your playlist. It's your playlist.
0: Okay. I, I just put them in the bag. Okay, I'm just pulling them out as they as they come, and it's it's, it's cool to me to see to see the dichotomy here. So we got. Scarface and Next we have A man too short <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites One of my favorites Which just shows you That we are That we are people that can Love a lot of different things yeah. So so bring, so bring me to shoot too short The song is the ghetto We'll listen to it in a second Tell me why we had that in the in place What
2: how, how does that fit with with Brad Harrison? Too short. Uh, I was born in San Francisco, so I was from the Bay Area. Uh, raised in the Bay Area, uh, I've been listening to Too Short music before Too Short was Too Short when he when he was local. <laughs> right. Okay. He, hey man, his brother used to ride around. We had a bus system here. They have a tarp. I there it was called AC Transit. Okay. He would ride around on the back of the bus and sell mixtapes. And this is eighty two, eighty three. Wow. And uh, he would do this thing called special requests. So if you got on the bus and you gave him $5, he'd give you a two- or three-minute freestyle. And it was hot all over the city. So this was something that he was known for doing Wow! Yeah, back in, in the early days.
0: So did he so did he have a specific route that he would take, or would he be on any different bus? A foothill. Foothill bus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> foothill. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So
0: did you ever um, interact with him at that? Yeah, I interact
2: with Too Short on, on a few occasions. Actually, my godfather used to manage Too Short. Wow. this is... Prior to any any Boy, situation where he good. blew up, you know, but yeah, he's been in our home and, wow. and it's Tyshawn. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, that's so, amazing uh, to me, man. Yeah, so I mean, but at that time, I didn't see the vision of of him being a nationwide rapper. He was just a guy from the neighborhood that liked to rap. And
0: so, so were you still there when he actually blew up? Were you still yeah? You yeah. yeah so, sure. so what kind of effect did that did you see that have on that on that neighborhood that community?
2: You know what? It kinda, it's kind of the same situation that I do with Urban Max. If you notice what I do with Urban Max, these are local stories. And everything, I don't know if you paid attention, every article mentions the word Louisville in it. So I try to have a lot of pride for the city, you know, at the same time. Too short, he was an Oakland guy. Everything about his career was Oakland. And he was in the middle of the crack epidemic when it was big in Cali. And his raps were about females and things like that. But it was about shying away from the drug game. Oh, okay. So if you listen to his music, it was he was just, I can't he was like, I can't do it. It's not for me. It's not my thing. And rapping is what's gonna get me out of here. So Short was
0: more, he was saying.
2: Don't work or mess with the drugs. Go get these women. Yeah, that, he was more on the pimp thing. You know what I mean? But uh, and that was that was that was a culture of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oakland was Oakland is the only all black city in the Bay Area. Wow. So it's 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 Beirut. For uh for the Bay Area, you know,
0: so is it, is it still that way now? I mean, it, now I mean I you, now you got the Warriors and you got you know Steph Curry in them
2: now, but uh, Oakland Oakland is probably the, the poorest city in the Bay Area, uh, the highest crime rate, and it's all black now. It's uh it's had a big uh, influx of Hispanics. Okay, so you have that, but it was the city that you didn't want to go to. Wow. So that was East Oakland. So. Uh, But there was a pride about East Oakland because the Black Panthers originated from East Oakland, right? So there was this there was even though the violence was taking place and the drug epidemic came in It was a sense of a black pride in East Oakland. That's what the song the ghetto was about This is one of two short songs that isn't about the women so this is about, uh, about you know, the crime and the drug lifestyle and trying to get back, trying to get black people back to a, a place where we're proud of each other. I feel that. So this is the ghetto. Uh, too short.
4: Mama's next door, getting hot. Even though she's got five miles to feed, she'd rather spend her money on the HIT. I always tell the truth about things like this. I wonder if the mayor overlooked that list. Instead of adding to the task force, send some help. Waiting on him, I better help myself. Housing Authority and the OPD, all these guns just to handle me. The ghetto, people are dying. The ghetto, children are crazy. And call us animals. We make real big banks and buy brand new clothes, drive fancy cars, make love to stars. Never really seeing just who we are. We use alias names like Too Short. Sell your stuff you might kill for. Young kids grow up and that's all they know. Didn't teach him in school, now he's slangin' dope. Only thing he knows is how to survive. But will he kill another brother before he dies in the ghetto? You keep one eye open, all day long, just hopin' and hopin'. You can pay your bills and not drink too much. Then the problems of life you'll be throwing up like me. But you don't see ten years from now, where will you be? Look at Talkin about Tryin to get out of the ghetto. I got no place to go the ghetto. The ghetto. Try to the in the heart of the ghetto, the ghetto. The ghetto. Cause that's the only place the that I know So much game in a too short rap Can't be white and whites can't be black Why you want to act like someone else? All you gotta do is just be yourself We're all the same color underneath Short dog is in the house, you better listen to me Never be ashamed of what you are. Proud to be black stand tall and hard. Even though some people give you no respect, be intelligent. When you put them in check is when you be intelligent in when you them put them in that
0: check. That's what I'm talking jail, about. So this is too short. We ghetto and we were just talking on, a little bit off of air about about kind of the, the culture of the people open house and how, and how um, they're in that they, they may be in this in this uh, disadvantaged, let's just say disadvantaged space. But they're they're some of the most um, empowered people as far as empowering each other and fighting against systems. Right. right. Um so so we also just kinda of talked a little bit about uh, how how Oakland loses lose the championship. But we don't, <laughs> we don't
2: worry too so much about that right now. <laughs> hey they deserve it man it's been I don't think I've ever seen the Warriors have a winning team in <laughs> my lifetime.
0: Well they they had one last year, and they and that's and that's enough you know they they got one this year, but they should not have a championship so 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 we talking about Oakland. It's kind of the people and uh, and knowing you grew up there and knowing that shaped you um what differences or what or what things do you see as you move to louisville booth this area do what difference do you see between what's what's going on in Oakland and what's going on here if any?
2: Louis when I moved here, yes. Louisville reminded me of Oakland mm. a lot, except for uh the brothers aren't as quick to come together as they are out in Oakland. Okay. But the segregation reminded me of Oakland. Wow. Louisville's was pretty segregated. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. so and Oakland is, is very segregated. So uh those two things reminded me of each other. Um, the West End, mm-hmm. it, it kind of reminded me of Oakland. Like I said, the only difference is those brothers are more political yeah, not that way. Yeah, that's, so, that's
0: what it is. Political. That's what, that was the term I was thinking. Of. Yeah. So if
2: you listen to this song the ghetto, you're going to hear uh, a lot of background music or a lot of uh, input from the black arts movement.
3: Mm-hmm. So you hear
2: H-Rap Brown in there. You hear a lot of music that came from that black arts movement, which was Kind of the uh, the rebel, the rebel art system for black people in the seventies. So that's when we kind of got away. We, we walked away from mainstream Hollywood and started doing our own thing with poetry, books, um, you know, jazz, things like that. So so too short. Well, he was he was into that. A lot of people don't know that about too short.
0: But no, a lot of people don't know that about too short. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 we were talking about how how too short uh, came to a point where. He wanted to do more political stuff, and the and and, and the people who
2: the, the people wouldn't let him. Yeah, yeah. The record label. He said uh, he approached the record label, and he asked them to do a positive, or maybe a conscious album. Maybe not conscious, but something more positive, because he right. was known for doing the pimp thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said the record label promised him he could do that album, but give me one more pimp album. So he said he gave him one more pimp album, and then after that, the excuses started coming. You know, we, we, it's not the right time, or we can't do it, or it's not my call. So they just wanted to further, you know, go further with what was profiting at the time, and uh, negativity pays.
0: You know, you know, I, I wonder about that. And you say negativity pays, and you have a positive, a positive magazine. Mm-hmm. So how how do you handle that? Because it's easy to put out you know ma- uh, magazine content that's that's clickbait right you know this it's got a negative bit. so what's so what's pushing you man to to continue down this other road if negativity pays i would imagine positivity does something does something no, else I,
2: right right positivity doesn't pay as well as negativity but the reason i do it is because we need the alternative and and, and, and basically what me is when you hear this music it's describing a certain, a certain lifestyle. I grew up in those neighborhoods, and coming from a single-parent home, I fell into a lot of those traps. Yeah. So if I would have had someone at the time to tell me the opposite side of the game, or if I had someone to say, hey, young brother, this this looks... I always call the street game fool's gold. Mm-hmm. It shines, you see the women, the music, the cars, you see all that. But in the long run, it sets you back further right. than where you started. But people don't tell you that. So I kind of use my magazine to increase, to push positivity and let people know that, hey, look, there's, there's, another, there's another side. Of, of this negativity game, you know, so and it's about pushing pride in our people, man. I mean, we,
0: pride. I like yeah,
2: that. we need it, we need it. You know, we're, we're people that we're searching for a, an identity, and, and we're grasping on to what other people are dictating to be our identity.
1: Yeah,
2: and uh I, I just think that we need to create, you know, our own. We, we have an identity, we just need to embrace it because right. we're, we're probably the most loving people on the planet, maybe to a fault. You know? But, a fault. <laughs> but so I. I just, I, I push that out, man. So for me, it's not always about the money. As long as I can eat, I'm fine. I don't have to be a millionaire. I don't have to make, maximize the revenue. And that's, that's probably opposite from a lot of media outlets. They want to maximize. So. Right,
0: right, right. So, so, so you've been doing this magazine for how long, man? It's
2: been a year now.
0: Just, just a year. Just a year. Wow. Yeah. Man, you.
2: Just a year. Seems <laughs> like <you're
0: laughs> forever. So yeah. before you were doing that, what, 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 what were you doing that that kind of fueled
2: that part of you? Look, I'm going to tell you this story. I was was lost at an early age. I was in the streets at an early age. Uh, I started getting in trouble. I got into the drug scene. I got into the gang scene. I got into all of that. Mm. So uh, I never was a bad guy, but I got caught up in what was popular in my neighborhood. So uh, I always knew this wasn't for me, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't find a way out. Unfortunately, they found a way out for me, which ended up being prison. Wow. So I spent some time in prison, and, uh, and uh, when I came home, I decided that I knew I was too, I was, I don't, I don't like using that word, I was too smart for this, but I mean, I thought, you know, I thought I could be doing something, I thought I should be doing something different with my life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like. I had
0: a higher calling. Yeah. Or a different calling.
2: So, man, I, I sat out with my daughter. She was, she was probably eight years old when I came home and uh, we had a conversation. She didn't know my lifestyle. She thought her daddy went to work every day, came home, cause I didn't run the streets like what you would think was a typical thug or whatever. I was more of a businessman. So she thought I went to work every day and came home. So uh, I would never let him come see me when I was incarcerated, never. You know what I mean? It was four years and I didn't want that vision Planting in their brain right. so I didn't let them come see me. So uh anyway, I got out, man And we have I have a cousin that goes in and out of prison all the time, and that's his lifestyle he did like 20 years.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He was going back one time and my daughter looked over at me And she said uh I'm glad I don't have a daddy that's in and out of jail like that Whoa. at the time I was still in the streets a little bit
3: Damn.
2: From that day from that day I left everything alone I walked into uh, Applebee's, man. I had, never, I had never had a job in my life, ever. Wow. Didn't graduate high school. I walked into Applebee's, got a job washing dishes because of what my daughter said to me and vowed that uh, I'd never take the street path again. So I rolled myself down here at JCC, got to the program there, found out that uh, I was great at writing. Talked to a professor, she put me in a program called the Ultra Program, transferred me over to uh, University of Louisville. Four years later, I'm graduating from the uh, Communications Journalism Program with a 3.89, and... Wow. (laughs) <laughs> awesome.
0: That's so, an awesome story, man. Yeah,
2: so when I was there, uh, I started doing some internship, and I was talking to different large media outlets, and I was asking them like, "Why do they always portray African Americans in a negative light?" And they basically broke it down to me, and they said, "Look, this is all about numbers. They have this room in the studios, and they have televisions from all over the world, and they'll they'll, they'll show you on a computer. I can post a positive, I can post a positive story, and it may get ten thousand clicks. Mm-hmm. I can post a murder, and it's getting a million clicks." It's business to us. Unfortunately, y'all the business right now. Wow. So I decided then I didn't want to be part of that system, so I wanted to write my own articles to try. At the time, we were going through the Trayvon Martin situation and the Mike Brown situation, so I wanted to... A lot of people felt that black people, black young black males was something to be feared. So I wanted to put out articles to the public to show positive young black males so that the police aren't scared of us, so that other races don't think that this is all we are and at the same time encourage younger black males that may want to take the path I took. That hey, you can be a Ted Gatlin. You can be, you know, you can be It's a a longer journey, you know what I mean? It's more hard work than than getting out on the street and selling some drugs or something, but you can be a a well-respected person from your community, and you don't have to take the negative route to get there.
0: Yo, y'all, we are are here on My Life on Wax with Mr. Brad Harrison, our local legend, right here in Louisville, Mr. Urban Max. Hey, this this is... I didn't even, I didn't know, I didn't know about that. That's an awesome story, man, how you went from, how you went from being, uh, being locked up, but, and being with your daughter, and her saying that sentence, I'm glad my dad ain't in and out, and how that just completely changed your trajectory. It's amazing the things that, that, that that make, make us change things.
1: You
0: know, sometimes little things, sometimes huge things. So we're gonna get into a little bit more into your into your playlist here. Um, next song we have in your playlist is my man uh Jay-Z. <laughs> you You must love me. Yeah, this is the Let's rock out to this for a sec. And your love endures, yeah. endures through all
4: things, all yeah. things for that, for that.
3: I am
5: eternal. Since my date of birth, bought you nothing but hurt. Play those video games, stole chains from your first. Sat on the cold court bench till I was arraigned your skirt. Saw the pain in your face, still you maintain the smirk. All you did was motivate, don't let them hold you back. What I do, I turn you around and I saw you crack I was a bastard for that, still I'm drowning in shame Just remember one thing now, you're not to blame You was newly separated, trying to escape your world And through my thirst, I didn't help you, I just made things worse I hated me and everybody that created crack Had me thinking the newest kicks and the latest gag Still haven't apologized, so please play this back While I try to come to terms with such a heinous act You know in more than one way Cocaine numbs the brain All I did was think about How the funds once came Then I ran across this memory And it stung the brain How can you ever destroy the beauty From which one came That's a savage You're the reason why me and these beasts Make a marriage Why I rhyme above average And I ain't shit Glad you got yourself together No thanks to me Strong and beautiful The way things should be You must love me never would suffer. Just smile, my big brother's trying to make me tougher. As we grew, fussing and fighting continued. As I plundered through your stuff and snuck your clothes to school. Got intense, real intense as we got older. Never believed it would lead to me popping one in your shoulder. With my rings, knew you had it because you took too long. As Mickey, Annie and the girl that bought it looked on. Pumping and pumping, gun in my hand, told you step outside Hoping, you said no, but you hurt my pride you Made our way down the steps Maybe you thought it was just a threat, or maybe your life was just that crazy and you was begging for death Try tried to justify this in my young mind But drilling it, and my ego hurt combined Drove me berserk, saw the devil in your eyes High off more than weed, confused I just closed my young eyes and squeezed What a sound, open my eyes just in time to see you stumbling to the ground what the fuck I done now? Running around in the circle, thinking I'm ass out. Hot gun burning my waist ran straight chest out.
0: Like the straight I, you, uh, Damn, I just shot my nigga. Inspiring over, the over there, he's telling me a little more about about his story. And uh and how he ended up doing the doing the the, the curry job that he kinda does on the side here on as he works works his magazine. And man, just the just the fact that you can you can pull yourself and, and grow, grow yourself to a point where that other person that you were even feels like somebody completely different. Where you can, where, where you can probably even tangibly feel the difference within yourself and the person that you that you were. That's amazing, man. But 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 like you said, it's good to never forget that that was that was me at one point you got to you,
2: you to get that I get that lesson from uh, brother Malcolm <laughs> there you go and I tell people all the time if you look at Malcolm X when he passed if you rewind that 10 years ago 10 years prior to his death and he would've died then you would've knew Malcolm X the, the drug addict the, cryptid, the petty thief or whatever you know what I mean yeah. so you know you never know where I'll lie <laughs> you you never know where
0: you end up man End up, and speaking of not knowing where you not knowing where you end up, we got we got brother Jay Z who yeah. started out uh, selling selling drugs here and there. Uh, a lot get into music. And now this guy is a multi multi millionaire with a, the most beautiful wife and family. He is doing that. And uh, uh one of the greatest businessmen that's out there right now. But this, this song, You Must Love Me, what what impact did it have on you or, or what, made, what made you decide to add this one out of all the this, songs it could have been?
2: This song probably had more impact on me than any song in my life. Uh, I, I remember the first time I ever heard it, and it was actually my introduction to Jay-Z. Okay. The first Jay-Z song I ever heard. Uh, I was a West Coast guy, so I never listened to East Coast yeah. hip-hop. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I heard this song, and, and, and basically, there's three stories in this song. At the time, he was he was. Uh, it starts off he was selling drugs. He was a corner hustler then. His mother is trying to tell him this is not the route you want to take. He's in the street. She's riding home from work. Her friends are talking about your son's on the corner selling drugs. He gets locked up, and his mother comes to pick him up from jail, and he's looking at her saying, "Wow." the way I've disappointed you, you must love me to still have my back. The second story is his brother. A lot of people don't know Jay-Z shot his brother. Uh, his brother was addicted to drugs. I don't know what, what type of drug, but his brother was addicted to drugs. He, he uh, I guess he came in their house, stole Jay-Z's jewelry and maybe his drugs stash. They're out in the middle of the projects. Jay-Z confronts him. He, I guess, bucked up to him or, or played a tough guy. And uh, Jay-Z's pride was hurting he's 16 at the time. His pride was hurt, he closed his eyes, shot the gun, wow. hit his brother, took off running. So uh, the next day, his brother calls for Jay-Z to come to the hospital and mend uh, their relationship. So he's like, wow, I just shot my brother. And basically, wow. I'm I didn't mean to shoot you, but you must love me. The third story is uh, when he was, I guess at the height of his drug game, he had a friend, she was a female friend, and she was always begging him to uh, make trips out of town for him and, and transport drugs as a mule. He would never let her because she was a real close personal friend. But one day, uh, I guess he couldn't find anybody to make a trip. She's begging him to go. He let her go, and she gets stopped in an airport with a couple of kilos of coke. And, uh, you know, she, he, he, I guess they, they still remain tight after that. And he's like, wow, there are all these things I've done to people that love me in my life. They're still there for me. You must love me. That when I heard these lyrics, I didn't know if Jay-Z was still in the street at the time or not, but I knew this was a guy with a heart. I've, I come from the street, so I, I've seen brothers that don't have a soul, you know, and and have no conscience. And I was he, he reminded me of myself, because I'm listening to his lyrics, and I'm like, this is somebody that's out here that should not be in the street. His calling is right. something different. He just got caught up. In, in, in his community, you know, in his wow. environment. But never wow. You
0: know, you know, it's it's, it's interesting, man. Thinking about you must, will, must love me even despite the stuff that I've done. Is there anyone that that you, older, that you you would never say, that say that to yeah, at this point in life?
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
2: I might get in trouble for that, a girl. But uh, my kid's mother. Uh, seventeen years. She yeah. had my back through every story i've just stepped, told maybe you about yeah her, but i was, was still in the street right. so uh
5: but women my came with that
2: uh, uh, you know i, I, I she stuck through know, the I situation she would never marry me married despite me sad, uh, asking her. her she accepted a ring but she would she would refuse to marry the guy that was in the street she wanted me to get my life together so uh long story short Uh, I didn't dog her, but a lot of pain that she went through. Now that I'm a different person, I feel like I wasn't the boyfriend or the father that she deserved. And that kind of haunts me, you know, a a little bit because she was a real good person. And I probably gave her issues with whoever she's with now, you know what I mean? But... Yeah, that's one of the things that, that through it all, she must love me, you know. So, well, and that's
0: and it's hard. that's hard to even sometimes see happen, especially with you know the way the way a lot of our families are, have have within built and how we have you know co-parenting situations. They don't always end up well. Right? They don't always end up in a space where there's still love between the two the two parents. And so, for that to still kind of be here, okay, where we're we're still um with each other, we're still, we're still cordial, we're still you get along for the sake of yeah, our children. Like that's that's something to to celebrate, really, yeah, because that doesn't always
2: happen. I mean, we've been, we've been apart five years. You know, she finally just said forget. It. Well, you know, the the cra- the man. Cra- the strange part is, I was on my journey actually getting my life together. And what happened is I had done so much prior to getting myself together, mm-hmm. you kind of damage relationships, you know what I mean? And even though I was on this positive path, the trust was gone and, you know, things, things you couldn't let go because some of the things that I, you know, I had done. And, and I, I, feel
0: like, I feel like a lot of brothers kind of have that kind of story. Especially with women that they that they've cared about for a long time, or they they in their attempt to grow, or in their growth, they've done some stuff that the woman maybe dealt with at the time, but when she as she grows, she doesn't want to deal with it anymore. And then when when the when the brother's ready to do to do right, so so to speak. Really and you can't blame him, you know what yeah, I mean? you can't really blame him. Yeah. Yeah, I got a simple situation about
2: right now. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what, man? It's just, it's one of those things like, I mean, we're not in love with each other. And it was an experience, and I'm glad it happened. We have two beautiful kids out of the situation. But uh, it's one of the things that I regret, that if I could change it, uh, she didn't deserve a lot of it. The- I'm a great guy now. <laughs> that probably bothers her to say, "Hey, he wasn't like he is. Hey, he wasn't like that with me." But
0: <laughs> I'm a great guy now. Yeah. Well, that's what's up, man. So, so we got we got Brad Harrison here, uh, right here on My Life on Wax, and we just, we're just listening to Jay Z. You must love me, and we're kind of talking about relationships, really and in his relationship and and how they still love there even after or despite um, bad things that the person has done he broke down uh that this, this song by jay-z me like, it's it's a trend we it it's a part it's a part man i'm loving you this man. now Now as we get to the next song here, I'm we got a man Ghostface Killer. Now for a person to put Ghostface on on their five song playlist, they have to be a hip hop guy to 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 put Ghostface. So recap, put Ghostface. And, and Scarface, I, I got to All give I really respect to the hip-hop level that we have in front of yeah, me. So, yeah. so, so the song we have is called Back Like That. We'll just uh, for a second and we'll come back
3: and we'll talk
0: about it and why we got and, and it in shit. place. So it's Back Like That right here on My Life on Wax on Forward Radio. I'm Mr. Ted, we're with Brad Harrison, Mr. Urban Max Magazine.
4: Wasn't even that big, man. You know, nah, it's alright, though. But anyway, yo, let me get that coat, let me get those jeans, and let me get that rock on your finger. Oh, stuck? Then I take the whole finger, then, man. Let me get those bags from Paris, and the puppies staying, yo. Come through the block in a brand new pair. Smiling at me, and that nigga ain't friends. No, and what I did was whack, but you don't get a nigga back like that. I can- I'm sitting around with him up in these streets Knowing that me and that nigga got beat Man, oh, yeah, yeah. what I did was whack with not Get a nigga back like that, no yo, yo, I should just bark on you Burn your car on you Cause I'm too much man to leave a mark on you Use a bird, you know that Giving that man ten points like he about to blow that He probably did, you swallow his kids In and then out of jail, he a snail, he was a wild on, bitch In the summertime, I broke his jaw Had to do it to him quick, old fashioned in the back of the mall Me and him had minds forever Like I supposed to put him on when he came home and told on Trevor Had to bang on, homie Ear blocks out and spots, throwing him shots like nigga, you know me Stop frontin' for the niggas out. Sound like you really ride and you a silly chick Thought you was really live But I guess I was wrong I'm a highlight dog And rip his head off Word of the song Come to the box In a brand new bed You yeah. That me and that nigga Ain't crazy Right, know what I did Was whack, But you don't get a nigga
0: And why you Why you like You dirty in
2: this fire song place. Uh, I, I grew up on the West Coast so I wasn't really an East Coast guy. Ghostface came out of out of the Wu-Tang clan. I didn't get turned on to Ghostface till uh I don't know, maybe the mid two thousands. And I started listening to him. I'm a fan of people that are lyrical and that use music as an expression of art. And he's one of those guys that does it. So I started listening to Ghostface Records and uh I just became a fan instantly. It wasn't, they're gritty street tales, but he deals with situations that, that that probably everyone goes through. So with this song here, this was a song he made with Neil, I think it was maybe 06. Yeah. Uh, get, get, get You Back Like That. And it's just, it's something I experienced. And it stuck with me, and uh, it's, it's, a lot, it's a mentality that a lot of men have. That and I had that mentality, so it was the would get back like that. Ghostface, at the time, I guess he's in the street, or maybe he's just driving his, uh, his his iPad, and music, whatever it is. He's the, the big baller guy, so right, right. he's he has access to plenty of women. So as men, sometimes I felt this way. We feel like I have access to all these women. But if I do it in a respectful way where it's not getting back to you, I'm good. Right. But you better not. <laughs> you better not do something with another guy. Yeah. And that was the situation with this, man. This girl, she ended up uh, trying to pay him back. And she started messing with a guy from his neighborhood that he particularly didn't like. Because mm-hmm. guess they had some type of beef. And, uh, yeah, and he and, yeah, got him back. So, yeah. Uh, the song is You Don't Get Me Back Like That. And uh, that was a mentality I had, man. And I don't have that anymore. And uh, this song, this song was one of the songs that kind of made me think about that. Mm. Real, you know, made me think. Of, at the time, I was actually going through that situation when yeah, it happened. It so, uh, you know, I respect the song and I like the music. And uh, I tell, look, I tell this to women all the time, too. I give them advice as far as a lot of women when it comes to the street. I speak from a street perspective sometimes. That's where I came from. Mm. But when you get these guys in the street, let me tell you something, man. A street person... Any person doing anything illegal will never be faithful to a woman. I don't care what they tell you. Wow. And I'm going to tell you this. Some may do it more than others, which I was one of those guys. If I cheat once every three years, I'm not like the dude who's cheating every night. You know what I mean? But but the situation is this, man. This is how I look at it. If you If you have somebody that is not abiding by the rules of society, meaning they're committing crimes, so I'm not even following the rules of society. What make you think I'm gonna follow the rules of a relationship? You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's just what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you're living your life as a so-called outlaw, you, you're breaking rules. Mm. So even if you can, even if you consider yourself a good dude, you' gonna get caught up because you're not living by rules and structure. Right. And that's the one thing I learned after going to school, getting a job, and uh, getting myself together. Structure plays a big part in how you and how you live your life you know so if you have bound ba- if you have boundaries then you won't cross you know you won't do certain things but if you live in life with no i'm the man i can do what i want to do i don't have to answer to anybody you know it, that's that's how your life is gonna go so uh, so i appreciate the boundaries in my life right <laughs>
0: Yeah. The one the one thing about the song that I figured though, um this is and it it's funny because you had Jay Z in the same countdown. Yeah. Uh this this part of the song is actually a, a line from a Jay Z song yeah. called Song Cry. Yep. And <laughs> yeah. same, same situation. Yep. Same situation. You ain't have to give me back you don't give me back like that. Yeah.
2: And we I think we don't respect women the way we should. Yeah, you know, it's, it's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're going
0: to be going to to that merry name right there. Right? <laughs> I ain't going to touch that one. I ain't going to touch that one. <laughs> that was a great song, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Now, guys, we're we starting to come to the last, last
4: song on the playlist, And, and I, I held it back, man, because, you know, I appreciate it. Oh, the <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, the loop. I appreciate it.
0: My man, put this song on the playlist. Nah, it's as if you've reached my mind. I don't know, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what happening. But I know there's no dope song. So we going to probably put a whole song before you even talk. It's Nelly, Loving Me, from the Country Grandma album. Just listen to this song, man. Just listen to how it comes on, y'all. All right, I'm gonna quit acting like a homie. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life on wax, Mr. Ted right here on 4 Radio.
3: Hey, your mom, how you doing? It's your son now. And I picked up the mic and put the drugs down. Now I'm trying to do some things that'll make you proud. Instead of every time I call, it's to bail me out. And then I listen to things you used to tell me Knowing that everything that you said would never fail me Like they got plans for you Ain't nothing I can do when them laws get their hands on me but I ain't listening, even paying attention I'm just trying to get mine Taking advantage, you will get your job at the same time I'm grateful, complaining about Nike and polo signs But you always come through And what do I do? I wreck both your cars stole money from your drawers So dope out your yards Staying to with them laws yeah. Trying to pay you back for all the stress that Doc caused And always be there to give you whatever you for you boo, I send you props cause you the only one that stuck through, when I'm upset and stressed you give me back rubs, when I'm depressed you give me head up in the bathtub, yeah on yeah, yeah. your P's and Q's, on your Q's and P's, you hear my people going off and you just throw me my keys, you ain't even asking me yo is it Gucci or G's? And for that reason, no, you can ask me for anything Not if for real smoker, but you choke with me Not too hot about the drinking, but you toast with me Living at your granny house, you kept the dope for me And wouldn't hesitate to go to court for me Need money, my boo will go and work the avenue My boo will fuck you up if I ask for two That's why I do the things I do And I will always be there to give you whatever you want
2: Through St. Louis back in, I don't know, I think it was 2000, 2001. And, uh, Country well, what's what the name of that song? I call it Down, Down, Babe. Was it Country Grammar's oh, name? Hot shit. See, okay, yeah. that was playing on the radio, and they played the uh, actually they played the uh, the dirty version of it. Yes, yeah. and they were put. I was riding through St. Louis, coming back to Kentucky, and that was playing on the radio. So I get back to uh, the song stuck with me because of course we all grew up with the with the down down baby uh, nursery rhyme, whatever you want. Yeah. My cousins used to jump rope to that. Right. So I knew that song. So uh, when I got back to Louisville, maybe a year later, Nelly, that song completely blew up. It took the world over. So uh I checked for the album when it came out and I grabbed it and loving me was my favorite song
0: on the album. Tell us what? Tell us what what about this song?
2: Two reasons. The message of course but uh what grabbed me first was that uh he used a sample from, I'm from Oakland, a Bay Area artist, Tony, Tony, Tony. That's a Tony, 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 Tony sample. Uh, yeah. That's a Tony, that's a Tony, Tony, Tony sample of whatever you want in the background. So uh, so I heard that first. I said, hey, he's a Tony, Tony, Tony sample. And uh, I started listening to the song. And the song was, uh, again, it was speaking to my character. So it was Nelly was Street selling drugs or gangbanging and uh the song is talking about him uh, going through the situation at his mom's house. I guess fighting with guys in his front yard and mom's telling him look there's nothing I can do with him, Mom, put their hands on you. Yeah, and then the second story is about his girlfriend. He's, uh, I guess he's still in his, in his drug days then, and he's running the street, and she, she has his back, even though his beeper's going, on. wow, I said beeper. <laughs> Look yeah, how right. that was. Right, his right. beeper was going off, and, uh, you know, she wasn't sweating him to check it and see if it was actually, uh, you know, some sales or another female or whatever. Right. And when he, when the song is ending, uh, he's talking about leaving all of that negativity alone and blowing up with the music. Right. So when he blew up with the music, he bought his mom's a house. He, he At the time, he was still with his, I guess his kid's mother or whatever. And uh, he was just showing love to the people that were there. And I, I, I enjoyed the story. I like stories. And yeah, I enjoyed right. the story that here's somebody that came from a negative situation, and he used music to put him in a positive situation. And a lot of people don't give Nelly the credit, but and Nelly has done... Uh, after three, uh, from, I can't even talk about uh, He has a. I think. He, what does his sister have? Bikini or sickle cell or yeah,
3: sister, sister uh,
2: uh, yeah, uh, cancer? I think it's a bone cancer. But he has a uh, organization for that. A nonprofit organization for that. He does big things with that. And uh, man, that, he, does, he does a lot of things. He does a lot of things. And, 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 and I
0: don't want to sound like. That. Homeless, I'm gonna say it anyway. Mm. I mean he does he's out of school. Okay. I mean, he, um, he hooked up with uh, well, you know heard of Vatter-off College, uh-uh. which is it was, it was like um, it's a community college type situation. And he, he, he has he an institute called he calls it the EI Institute. Okay. And it's uh, it's for music production and engineering. And they, they've had like three or four classes that's come through so far. And they get degrees. And uh, <laughs> Uh, and you know he sends people to college every year. You know it's a lot of lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. But 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 to me that just speaks to what you were saying toward the end uh, of the song, just talking about leaving that negativity behind and focusing himself on on things more positive, which is what you do, which which a magazine and which your life right now. Taking whatever the negative energy, the energy you put toward the negative at one point to be really good at it and put it towards the positive stuff to be really good at that. And, and dealing with and, and knowing that, you know, that, that the, the get back from that, while in the beginning it might be little, mm-hmm, in the end it's going to be huge. And people going to talk and about you for your Forever because of what Because, because of the things that you put in The one thing, the one thing I dig About, about the list man Is that, it's like every song Um, is one of those Introspective type songs and, and it speaks to Uh, i say a point in your life
3: Where Where you really Um, you really focus on
0: Building, building Building out from. And that's no, it's dope because that's what music does for us. Music gives us, it gives a voice to that, to that thing that we may always be thinking about. It, it puts, it, it allows someone else to give the words and give the melody and give the, give that structure to that thing that we that we want to talk about all the time. That's why I love, that's why I love doing a playlist, man. I
2: had music. When I started listening to rap music. Favorite artist was Rock Hill back in the day, and uh, what I what I what I what, what I loved about rap music was uh, I'm a kid out of California at the time, and uh, we had a college radio station to play it on the weekend. We didn't have hip hop from, from from California. It was all yeah, New nice. York in the early '80s. Yeah. But as music started progressing, I studied it and I would listen to it, and I liked that I could tell where you were from by your slang or yeah. or by your uh, or by the way you. Talked, yeah. you know, so I, I, I don't get that anymore. I listened to a, a song the other day, there's a goddamn Designer, I mean, he has a hot song called uh, Panda, and uh, I thought it was a guy from Atlanta, because he has an Atlanta swag, and he uses Atlanta swag, he's from Brooklyn, so that's what kind of throws me off about music today, but back then, I could listen to Texas, to Scarface and know they're from Houston, I could listen to, to Ghostface and know he's from New York, I could listen to uh, Nelly. And know, you know, he's from St. Louis, you know, that. he had everybody saying her and her. right,
1: Well,
0: you know, you know, Bradman, it's been man, it's been an uh, uh, awesome show, man. I'm really glad you love, love that man to come out. Now now before we before we end the show, I always I always ask our our, our local legend to give a message so I think mm-hmm. everybody that's listening.
2: So is there, some, is there a message you want to leave with all of our listeners uh, just, just for my favorite you want to say going to them? go and have a moment with them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, A lesson I want to leave with the listeners is um, legacy. That's a
3: powerful word to
2: me. Legacy. I just want to encourage, I, I try to encourage black people because that's the community I'm from, but everybody as a whole. Think about how you want to be remembered when you're gone. And that was a big part in me changing my life. I didn't want to die. And people, only thing they could say about me was, this is some drug dealer or some street guy. I wanted, when I, when I pass, I want people to, I want my legacy to be able to live on because people are still living or feeling the effects of things that I've done with my life when I was here. So I think legacy is a huge thing.
0: That's awesome, man. Legacy, man. Decide decide how you want to be remembered. All right, y'all. So that's My Life on Wax. We have Brad Harrison, Urban Max Magazine, and uh, it's Powered by 4 Radio. is your host, Mr. Ted. Have a good one.